0: Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Ben. We're a wash-up goalie and a wash-up comedian. We do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. In this podcast, we mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Ben, I wanted to start off today's podcast by uh, kind of picking up where we left off, where you were trying to antagonize all the uh, ogden mustangs into beating me up
1: now now hold on hold on antagonize is the wrong word invite i was trying to invite them to beat you up
0: i don't know if that's any better
1: I, okay fair enough but yes guys if you're listening please beat up chris anyway joking aside so chris what's our what's our headline about the mustangs
0: Headline about the Mustangs is that I remember I told you in the last episode that you and I had that I did not know who it was on the ice that shouted out to me during the game of, you know, put that on your podcast, right? And then uh, weirdly enough, me and you were talking about again, enticed the, the kids on the team to, you know, beat me up. And I called out Jack Jones and I thought it was funny that then he also liked to tweet at about the same time that I, you know, just happened to drop his name out there out of any of the, any of the players on the team. And then... It comes Saturday night. I'm going to the game again. They had a hell of a win at the ice sheet. And same thing happened as somebody left the ice. I heard, podcast time, podcast time. And he disappeared And then I'm telling, I'm like, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, who was that? Because both times I did not catch the number as he jumped off the ice. And I'm like, ah, hell. You know, I'm going to post on Twitter. I'm just going to quote him again like I did the night before. And maybe he'll reach out. Sure enough, it was Jack Jones kid from Waconia, Minnesota, the 19-year-old that took credit for both of those incidents. So thought that was pretty awesome. So now at least I can put a face to the name to the voice to who's yelling at me when they leave the ice at the end of the game so see where that conversation leads with the mustangs and stuff because honestly i've liked i've liked talking so far with my other contact with mustangs he's one of the broadcasters and uh does the interview with the the players and such so it's been fun right now engaging with uh him and the team uh in limited capacity because it's covid because can't actually, the team at all, as they, you know, all everyone's pretty well locked down due to COVID, and they got to keep their players healthy, number one. But uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it was a fun game for us, the Mustangs fans. As a goalie, I felt a little bit bad for Provo, but also as a goalie, I was massively proud of Titan Anderson. He's Titan, a 19-year-old here yeah. out of Bobos, Utah. What's that?
1: Dude, I do, with a name like that, Titan Man, your, your parents set you up for... You basically have to be amazing, or you're not going to live up to it. It's well. Then again, I guess if, if my name's Benjamin, I felt that a lot too, because it's all about the Benjamins. You know, I'm on the hundred dollar bill. I got to be strong. But dude, yeah. From what I hear, Chris, you were telling me it was a pretty solid performance. A shutout. Yeah, crazy. A
0: That's that's you can't get any better than a goose egg, man. <laughs> you know, so. Really was super proud to see Titan get that shutout. Uh, he's a solid goaltender, local here to Utah. And I thought that was awesome. But also you had guys like uh, Jake Meir out of Fremont, California. Uh, I think he got the first goal of the game. Uh, we had the Canadian Kid Lawton out of Calgary score a couple goals. And then he got kicked out of the game as well. I don't – I know he got caught for a slash, but I can only imagine he got kicked out for being lippy. So maybe he quoted in you know, a letter – He quoted
1: you. <laughs> quoted quoted. You. Chris, I have some really important news on this. This is a huge endorsement that the Ogden Mustangs just got. Uh, very important is endorsing them as their number one USPHL team. I'm, of course, talking about myself. The Ogden Mustangs are my number one USPHL team. I'm officially adopting you guys. I am on the shop right now purchasing some swag.
0: There you go, buddy. So you can catch up with me. I got my hoodie. I got my jersey. Uh, I love their jerseys this year, though. In fact, there's a couple They of don't have
1: the online. jerseys on the no, online shop. No, they're shop tough though, to get. So In fact,
0: that's what one of the guys behind me was saying, him and this other guy. I don't know who they were. They were clearly Sharks fans. So they're going to hate one of my upcoming podcasts. But they were talking about, I can't get the jerseys. We want the jerseys. And I'm like, well, you can probably bid on the jerseys at the end of the season. I know. I think I... The jersey I got, I think, was a practice jersey. It was a goalie jersey, so goalie cut. In hindsight, I should have just gotten one of the regular jerseys. I always go for the goalie jerseys, but I also get mocked heavily by my wife for looking like too much of a 90s kid wearing baggy everywhere, and wearing a goalie jersey in normal clothes is pretty much looking like a 90s kid. I'm wearing a, you know, a short skirt. So,
1: Dude, you know, it's on the 90s stuff. Until a couple years ago, I was rocking the huge baggy jeans because that was the super comfortable thing and then i bought like a new pair and uh you know they were let's just say they were picked out by by a special somebody who said they look good it feels like i'm wearing skinny jeans i was assured they were not skinny jeans but (laughs) but i will tell you sitting in my little office chair at my my home office in these jeans all day man that cut off my circulation
0: I'm a 90s kid. So I wore everything too big. In fact, the jersey that I've had for my Buffalo Bills, AFC East champions, can I just say, buddy? But no, super proud of this Buffalo Bills team. But it was a great game by the boys. I just, again, I think uh, Heller and Finney both scored. So Heller, I think, is out of Pittsburgh. I could be wrong, buddy. And I think he's got to be because I, I met the billet person billeting both Jake Muir and I think Heller and Troja. So the Croatian goalie, the Pittsburgh kid, and the Cali kid. I think all, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm misquoting somebody with Heller there, but I'm pretty sure it was Heller. Uh, but then Finney, the local kid out of Draper, Utah, also scored. And then the Hattie goes to none other than Shmakov, the Moscow guy. So he got a nice Hattie there, had a great game. He's been setting up a lot of people for assists as of late too. So I should go look at point totals. But uh, I think he's, I think we're eighth in the league now in the entire USPHL, so pretty happy for that. Uh, I was watching some other USPHL games the other day, so nobody looks, I mean, there's obviously teams with better records, but I don't think there's any team that looks as good as, as the Mustangs I'm watching right now, but I could be wrong, so I need to probably watch more hockey, which I don't think has ever been said. I, yeah but i know you and i also wanted to go back into you know as we are approaching the holiday season it's january not january it's december 21st the winter solstice i think what two planets are hooking that's right. up right that's true what two yeah. planets are hooking up to That's
1: it's just when it's the shortest day. i mean uh well let's go with like venus and mars like that just seems like you know one's the goddess of love one's the god of war that could be cool and their nerd comment but uh you know, I think it is is—it is the shortest day of the year, so it's actually already dark out here on the East Coast. So what better way to brighten the darkness than, than, like you said, with our great holiday spirit description of some of these great heartwarming moments.
0: And I think that's why it's appropriate time of the, the year to talk about these. So number one...
1: So number one was a, a moment where Sam Tagus in, and I think this was in 2018, uh, was a lifelong Sharks fan who was battling a uh, chronic... Uh, heart condition and he's doing well now so spoilers don't worry he's okay but you know he was going through a rough time and the make-a-wish foundation you know after kind of hearing about his almost obsessive love of the sharks which i totally understand as an obsessive hockey fan arranged so that not only could he skate with the sharks but he would be the only person in team history other than sharks players to skate out of the shark mouth where the players skate out from
0: well, he was under contract that day, so I don't think he had a choice. He uh, he signed a one-day deal with the San Jose Sharks and got to be a shark for the day. And dude, that's fantastic. And it's such a it's such an awesome moment seeing him on the bench in the crowd, acknowledging him, getting choked up. That's the good. That's the good stuff. That's what you call heart touching. I would a heart. I, I
1: honestly, I, I felt it too. Like I, I um, like look, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having emotion. You know, like I think we a lot of the time we stigmatize, especially for like dudes. If you if you get really into something and you you shed a tear, it can feel like a little weird. But I think in this case, it's just a raw expression of of his love for the team and his appreciation. And I saw a couple players on the bench get choked up. And it's a great moment, you know, where people can kind of acknowledge how their love for something, which while it's important to us, it's definitely not life or death, but how that can impact people who are necessarily facing a life or death situation so in the case of sam uh mad respect uh and i also uh, he's on twitter he's a underscore 20 uh actually sorry that's on instagram i don't know the difference <laughs> but i can see uh he's he seems like he's doing well so sam congrats on that experience congrats on doing well and uh, you know if you ever want to talk about that we'd
0: love to have you on i'm sure right chris Oh, absolutely. It'd be great to have him on. You know, we haven't had any professional signed contract players on this podcast yet, so he would be the first. Okay, I'll move on with the next one here. We got the the next moment I had listed off here was uh, the 1998 Cup moment with Vladimir Konstantinov. So for anyone that doesn't know the background to this story, what happened is the Detroit Red Wings won the Stanley Cup in 1997. I wasn't happy. Never really liked the Red Wings. But they won the Stanley Cup in 1997, and then unfortunately, tragedy, I think it was about 13 days after the Stanley Cup, they had hired a limo driver to basically drive them around while they got drunk and had fun because they you know, were being responsible by hiring someone who could drive them around. Unfortunately, the limo driver also got drunk and ended up wrecking the car, causing some serious injury to a bunch of the players there, especially uh, Vladimir Konstantinov, who was, I think, paralyzed and then became wheelchair-bound. After that move ahead in the story, 1998 happens and the Detroit Red Wings win the Stanley Cup again. So, breaking, I guess people call you know hockey team protocol. I don't believe so. I think it was more than appropriate. Sergei Fedorov takes the cup. They had Konstantinov come out onto the ice in his wheelchair, and they hand the cup off to Konstantinov. I don't think the Detroit Red Wings win the Stanley Cup that year without being behind their teammate in that moment. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. And, and that that theme will return, again, in this podcast, that sometimes it takes more than just your performance on the ice to win a Stanley Cup. And seeing Konstantinov raise that cup was awesome. It was just, like I said, not a Red Wings fan here, but that is a moment above sports, above they don't win that cup without Konstantinov, and that's why I think – I don't believe it's breaking hockey protocol at all. Konstantinov should have had that cup next.
1: Yeah, I, I so this is actually not one I knew too much about until you, you mentioned it to me because um, I think when this was happening, I had moved out of the area because uh, I was at Washington, and then I moved, I think, to like Pensacola, Florida where they had the ice pilots, but you couldn't actually watch – like NHL games because of the whole market situation. So interestingly, this is the year where the, the Red Wings swept the Capitals, right?
0: I think so. I'd have to actually look to see who they, who they actually beat up on that series. Yeah, right? But pretty, I think you're right. I think, I think
1: it was the Caps. So they beat us in four, but like, it's a great story. You know, I think your point about their non uh, play related things, which motivated us as humans. And I was, uh, I was very touched by this and, while with Konstantinov, obviously he sucks tremendously, but I'm really glad he got to kind of earn or, or be part of that experience when they won the Cup the second time.
0: Yeah, I think it, it made it. I think, again, I don't think the, the Detroit Red Wings repeat as Stanley Cup champions in 98 without rallying around their teammate. So I think that was a great moment there. All right, uh, next moment.
1: Yeah, so, so that's me. That's my cue. Thanks, Chris. Saku Koivu. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Awesome player. I think one of the first really great Finnish players, right, um, had uh, a lot of experiences through his, his tenured career and uh, went through a number of injuries in different parts of his career. But after playing about, I think it was six years in the one 02 series, uh, season, he got diagnosed with a type of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and had to uh, basically miss almost the entire season. And uh, ended up missing it, and then recuperating and coming back. And in his return game, which was in uh, 2002, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was, I think it was in April. Okay, so it was the 80th game of the season. So near the end of the season, he came on the ice after kind of going through, like literally, like I'm sure, what was hell to try to recuperate, and just was met with overwhelming support from. The players on both teams at that point. He was on the Canadiens, and they were playing the Senators. And both both players or both teams obviously were very supportive. But he was given an eight minute standing ovation by the fans at the Bell Center. I think it was the Bell. I was the Molson Center at that point. Uh, yeah, so, I remember
0: watching that. That was something else. If you were a hockey fan, you knew that was happening that night.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know, again, great moment of respect. Uh, interestingly, you picked this one and not uh, Mario Lemieux's return. Okay, so there's a reason
0: I I do this. So, like, I didn't want to fill up the heart-touching moments with a bunch of the players' returns, because we've had a lot of players actually in in the hockey world develop cancer and come back from it. You have this moment with Saka Koivu. You had Mario Lemieux. You had Brian Boyle. uh, You had Phil Kessel. You had, just most recently, Ekbald, Philly. Players come back. I just think the fans of the Bell Center... Made this moment. The fans of Montreal. Whether it was Molson or whatever it was. The fans of Montreal made this. The heart touching moment that it is. I think it stands out in this case. You have Brian Boyle. Who scored the Hattie on Hockey Night. Well not Hockey Night. He, he scored the Hattie on Hockey Fights Cancer. Night in Pittsburgh. Yeah I remember uh, that. I mean that's something. That's you, can't, you literally can't write that. No one would believe it unless it happened. This moment with. The fans doing that eight minute standing ovation was just something else. I think it stood out above and beyond the returns I've seen so far.
1: So so maybe we could set this one up as, you know, there are a lot of great returns. They all could belong in this category. We just chose this one as an example or representation of those yeah, because you could of the Bell Center
0: fans. Now. Yeah. Yeah. The Bell Center fans, the fans of Montreal made this moment, and I think that's why, uh, to me, it stood out. You know, my number two moment here was Layla Anderson's cup run with the Blues. The Blues needed—the Blues were not the best team entering that season. I did believe that they were going to win the cup at the beginning of it, as my bracket would prove, but I don't necessarily know if they win this cup without Layla Anderson. So she's a little kid down there in St. Louis— who is also fighting cancer. And I think they got, if I remember correctly, I think she got a bone marrow uh, donor.
1: Yep. I, I was just checking up on her right now and she did. It looks like she did get one.
0: But what makes this moment isn't so much like she was with the team. She supported the team. It's the way the team embraced her. It's kind of like the, the whole San Jose shark situation there, how the, the team takes this kid in. She, when they win the Stanley Cup, she goes on the ice with the team. She races the Stanley Cup. All the players who get Stanley Cup rings, she gets a Stanley Cup ring. I just think super fan Layla there is just, it's this that makes you love hockey players. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I just think that it they don't win the cup kind of the same thing with the constantino situation they don't win the cup without without layla anderson i just don't think they do you got to have something to rally for and these guys make millions sometimes it might not just be the championship trophy until they get older you know and they realize that they have had an entire career without a stanley cup i think in this scenario it's layla so i just think that without her they don't win the stanley cup i just think the whole story is just heart touching it's fantastic really cool you know, it looks like she's battling a rare uh, immune disease. So that's what the, the the big issue is there. Hopefully she's getting better and you just looked through the pictures on these articles. This is it's just such a great story, man. It's so awesome. We have one more heart-touching moment to discuss and I'll let you lead.
1: Thanks, man. This this is another one that uh, I remember reading about I think in 2016. But i hadn't remembered it until you brought it up uh and this is doug caliendo who at the time was a young man playing for his high school team in connecticut and uh, he and his team uh, started the game with a moment of silence because doug's father had actually passed away uh that evening and uh, he went on to play and actually won the the game with an overtime winner and you know, for me, I think one of the reasons, first of all, Doug, you know, well played. I, I looked up Doug Caliendo, by the way. I think he was at uh, Providence College through this year, so okay. hopefully, hopefully, he'll be showing up at some point in, in some other league where his uh, hockey career continues. But you know, I think there's there's a long history of of players who, uh, you know, have to put aside moments of really incredible intense grief. Uh, and try to support their team, and I think this was one of those. And to not only be part of a winning effort, but to hold it together and, and actually win it for his team is incredibly admirable. Uh, so, yeah, I'll leave. I'll leave it there, man. What do, uh, you're, you're the one who kind of I think also surfaced this story as a contender for this top five. What else about this like really, really touched you or really impressed
0: you? Um, first of all, to lose a parent like that to lose someone you love so close to you, someone who supported you all the way through that at that age, um, I've seen it happen. And it's tough. You, you know what these what these guys are going through because I've seen it happen. And so I'll, I'll leave that portion out. But to to some of the strength that Doug did to even play in that game, that's why he got the standing ovation by his team and the opposing team after the moment of silence. It was just one of those things where – It just took character to be out there for him in that game. The game goes on. They make it in overtime. He slaps it from the blue line, puts it past the goalie. The place erupted, man. I I think you had people coming off the... They could have been like assistant coaches, penalty box operators, whoever. Everyone stormed the kid. It was just one of those moments. And the thing is, it was interesting if you watch some of the videos on it. Everyone's crying, right? Except Doug. And... That the teammates are saying, like, yeah, we're all crying. Everybody's crying. And Doug's just, you know, holding it together. I just think it was a really interesting, amazing moment. That's why I labeled it as number one, because it takes a lot of character to go through that. And, again, this happens a lot in sports. The great thing about this video is that it's caught. He scores a goal. He points up to the, he, he points up to the heavens. And then he gets mobbed. Like, you knew his dad was there. You know what I mean? It's one of those moments where you knew dad was like, there you go, kid you'll be fine. Because you see these stories a lot. You see, I think there was Dylan Hayes. I'm not sure who he played for, but he scored a Hattie and the game, including the game winner, the evening his dad passed away. I just, I think when it comes to the video, if there's good video out there, that would be fantastic. But, you know, these moments, they happen. And it's really, it's really cool to see that level of character out of players and then just when you get the respect out of your own team that's one thing when you when you're getting it from the other team that's something else. So, I think that's why this moment for me stood out as as an as you you could honestly put any of these moments number 1, but for me I just kind of, you know, figure I, I choose anyways cuz I like making lists.
1: Doug Caliendo, you're a tremendous human being. Uh, you know, proud of you.
0: Yes, this uh this is Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and Ben. Woo!